About a year and a half ago, I had the opportunity to go to Trinidad. If you don't know where Trinidad is, Trinidad is located near Venezuela, and it's really close to the equator. But the reason why I went there is because I was invited to go on a mission trip with Varsity Catholic, which is what Focus has uh, for Bible studies and formation for students who want to be followers of Jesus, but also love being athletes. And as I went down there with about 10 or 12 different students who we call missionaries at this point, uh, we went to Texas first, and after we went to Texas, we flew down to Trinidad. And as soon as um, the plane started descending into Trinidad, my ears just started popping. I don't know if you ever had your ears pop on a plane, but it's like one of the most unpleasant experiences you can have. Um, but as I've learned uh, as a priest and in my time in formation and just working with other people, um, I know that's kind of the way the devil likes to upset me, physical pain. So I started thinking, all right, there's some, we're going to have like a really transformative, transformative experience here. And as we got off the plane, you know, I couldn't hear anything. It felt like I had cotton swabs stuck in my ears. Um, but we arrived, and it was extremely hot. It's like uh, 12 a.m.-ish, and it's about 88 degrees, which is like really hot for me. I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't like it that hot at night. And then during the days when we were there, it was, it was like in the mid to upper 90s every day. Uh, but as we were there, uh, we spent time together. Um, there's some things when you go to like a foreign country, you notice things that are similar and things that are different. And for myself, uh, two things stood out on that trip. There's many things, but I'm going to stick with two because I can't count that high. Um, the first thing that stood out to me was every time we would go to a site, we broke up in different groups. I was in a, a group with a car. Every time I went to the, the, what I would assume would be the passenger side of the car, in certain countries, that's the side the steering wheel is on. So I was always going to the wrong side of the car. And the other thing that stood out to me was uh, towards the end of our trip is we were able to visit an orphanage. And I want to talk about those two things tonight in light of our first reading from Isaiah. You know, first let's just look at this, the, the whole steering wheel thing. Um, you know, it's always interesting when you, when you go to these different countries, you see these differences, you look at similarities, differences. Um, but on a spiritual level, I've always enjoyed the image of a vehicle as just a little bit of a gut check as far as where are we with our, with our lives with the Lord. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, is the steering wheel really on the wrong side of the car or was it on the right side of the car? And for some of us, you know, we claim to be followers of Jesus, but we're the ones who are sitting in the driver's seat with our faith lives. And if we're truly a follower of Jesus, um, that's not Christianity. That's something different. That's me saying, I'm God and I call the shots. But for, Christ for Christianity, it's about relationship. And we surrender certain things as we spend time with the Lord, as we're formed, as we're discipled, so to speak. We repent, we repent from our sins, and then we, we let God be God. We let him have control of everything. So if we think that being a Christian and a follower of Jesus means that we tell God what to do, I don't know what that is, but that's not Christianity. That's something different. But when we spend time in prayer and we place ourselves in the passenger seat and we don't grab for the steering wheel when things get a little bit shaky or we don't try to hit the blinker, we realize that being a Christian, there's much fruit in surrendering. And sometimes as we grow and as we mature, and I don't know where you're at in your spiritual life, but I can only say I'm, I'm so happy and so joyful 
that I went to the men's conference when I was a sophomore in college and I did something different and I encountered the Lord and I surrendered my life to him and I've made many, many mistakes, but I wouldn't change anything because of that's opened a gate to me to go to Trinidad. And on that trip, you know, I, I still talk to the, the students around that trip, but on that trip, um, towards the end of it, we went, we went to an orphanage. And as we were at the orphanage, there are these children who some might say are crippled or some might say are mentally disabled, um, but this Catholic organization that took care of them, I mean, these, these, these children were so beautiful from all different ages at this orphanage. And, as, and it's more like a daycare than an orphanage, but you get the point. But each day when we went, the last two days when we went there, they did this, they did this thing called So Fit. So if you go to Trinidad, they have a music style called Soca, which is very upbeat. It's very uplifting. It's very joyful. And we would do this thing called So Fit. So one of the students or one of the, the children would go on this stage and they would do a certain exercise and it would be sometimes the kind of the strangest thing you ever seen anybody do. But our job was to like echo that and reflect that and do the same thing they were doing. And as we did that, it was really fun and just to, to play, listen to music. And we began to see how these, these children were totally evangelizing us. They were, they were reminding us of, of what it means when heaven comes down to earth and what heaven's going to be like. And I can only tell you, my friends, heaven is going to be freaking awesome. And every, every sacrifice you make today and the rest of your lives to place yourself in the passenger seat and let God be God, it's going to be totally worth it. It's all going to be worth it. And as towards the end of our time with some of these students and these children at the orphanage, you know, they, they sang to us. They were singing songs. And to see these, these little children do this was, was just like, amazing. It was breathtaking. And as I looked down around at the other missionaries, um, we all had just tears coming down our eyes because we realized what heaven's going to be like. Maybe for the first time for some of us, where we think our lives are a problem. We think our lives are difficult and we think of what they might be going through and they take themselves so lightly and they're so full of joy and they were just like healing our souls. They were healing our souls, you know, and when we, when we look at all that, you know, being in the, in the passenger seat, we look at all of that, spending time uh, with these different students in the light of the first reading. The Lord is very clear when he says, I have called you by name, giving you a title, which your title is my beloved son or my beloved daughter, though you knew me not. You know, Growing in relationship with Jesus is not an easy task because the devil hates us. And the Lord says a few times in this reading, he says, I am the Lord your God and there is no other. I am the Lord your God and there is no other. And he wants us to know that if we place ourselves in the driver's seat, you're saying that there is other, there are other gods. But, when you place yourself in the passenger seat and you let Jesus be Lord, you let him be Savior, you let him be God, he says, it is I who arm you, even though you know me not. You know? 
so that, from the, so that toward the rising of the sun, toward setting, people may know that there is none besides me. And I think in, in, the gospel, or in the book of Isaiah, it probably says, I am the Lord and there is no other, like 40 or 50 times. So Jesus, Jesus through the prophets, you know, is saying, I'm it. And if you surrender to me daily, I will provide in ways you would never expect. So where are you in your spiritual life? Maybe just today, a little bit reflecting on today, but maybe the past month of classes, are you placing yourself in the driver's seat? And if so, how's that going for you? And if you're placing yourself in the passenger seat and letting God be Lord, letting him be the one, how is that going for you? Because we live in a world that has many gods. Some people, their God is money. Some people, their God is politics. Some people, their God is sports. Some people, their God is themselves. But we live, we live differently because we say, I believe that you are the Lord and there is no other. And we live in a, in a strange world as we're heading into an election that thinks it's okay to take children and end their lives. You know, even today as I gave the same homily this morning, seeing fathers bring their children and mothers bring their children in their arms as they came to receive communion, there's something beautiful about that. And to see these children that were in Trinidad, that our world says, no, because there'll be a problem to you, they were literally sanctifying me and these other missionaries. They were sanctifying us. And if we say God is going to be in the driver's seat the rest of our lives, we surrender our wills. We surrender our right to vote. We surrender our plan. And we open ourselves to his plan. And I just want to say that God has big plans for each of us. Really big plans for each of us. Much better than what we could ever imagine. And I wouldn't trade that, that experience in Trinidad for anything. Because the relationships, I'm still, I, I still talk to a lot of those students. Like we still stay in contact. And to always see what connected us was actually leaving here, going somewhere different so we could hear the Lord speak to us. And it was just a totally transformative experience. But it all started with an encounter with the person of Jesus, like spending time with him, getting to know who Jesus is, and going to confession more often, you know, surrendering my life to him and seeing how there was a lot of resistance at first, but over time, he proved himself so, to be so good to me. And I don't know, again, I don't know where you're at in your spiritual life. That's between you and God. But one of the, the saints that I've always followed that, that has made this idea of surrender a little bit easier is, is St. Ignatius of Loyola. He's the founder of the Jesuits. Pope Francis is a Jesuit, if you're kind of wondering what that means. But he had a prayer called the Sushepe, or it's known as a prayer of receiving and God receiving your will as an act of surrender. To let yourself be put in the driver's seat and to no longer, when things get crazy, to grab for the steering wheel or to try to hit the blinker or to try to push the brakes when the Lord's like, I got you because I love you and I want to take care of you. Just let me be, Lord, there is no other. There's no other way. But 
St. Ignatius learned that. And he has this prayer of a prayer called a prayer, the sushi pay, which is a prayer of surrender. And I just want to pray that. And if you are looking for more peace, I just want you just to open your heart a little bit to receive this prayer and maybe to echo it for yourselves. Because when we, again, when we try to grab the steering wheel, we lose our peace. When we try to like hit the brake or hit the gas pedal or just kick the Lord out of the driver's seat, we lose our peace. So I'm just going to say this prayer. You know, I know things get difficult, but if I had to give anybody any, any invitations, a lot of times I'm like, it's, it's all about surrender. And living in that disposition every day. Giving ourselves over to the Lord and surrendering and re-surrendering and surrendering and re-surrendering. So I'm going to ask you to open your hearts a little bit if you want to. You don't have to if you're not ready. I don't want to force the faith upon anybody. But if you're looking for a little help, If you find yourself saying, I'm a Christian who tells God what to do, uh, but it's not working, I just want to invite you just to say this prayer and echo it in your heart. This comes again from St. Ignatius of Loyola. He says, Take, O Lord, and receive my entire liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my whole will. All that I am and all that possess I, uh, that I possess, you have given me. I surrender it all to you to be disposed according to your will. Give me only your love and your grace. With these, I will be rich enough and will desire nothing more. Amen.